Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. Fontecchio. Who? Yes. The Italian 27-year-old rookie. Simone Fontecchio's name. Yeah, I believe it. What a name, baby. We're so lucky that you go to Italy every year. (laughs) So we have you to pronounce. Simone Fontecchio. Simone Fontecchio. Simone Fontecchio. It looks like LB from the White Lotus. Simone Fontecchio. Simone Fontecchio. Simone Fontecchio. What a name. Simone Fontecchio. Simone Fontecchio. Simone Fontecchio. Who? Yes. Simone Fontecchio. Simone Fontecchio. Simone Fontecchio. What a name, baby. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, December 9th. 2022. This is The Drop. I'm J.E. Skeets here in the Classic Factory and alongside me, as always, Tass Mellis. You never know what Jerome's working on. <laughs> I was wondering yesterday. He's always lurking, that guy. He's always lurking. If you are just a podcast listener, do yourselves a favor and just come watch the cold open to today's show. Uh, next to Tassie is the bearded one, my top shot hot boy, Trey Kirby. hey And over yonder, making the magic happen, super producer, J.D., Hello. There he is. Here we are. Man, we really had some cool moves when we did that weird jacket dance. <laughs> we had a lot of time to get our moves out. There's a lot, there's a lot, a lot of weird finger, like, I don't know, flourishes, I guess, the yeah. best way to put them. The bags were deep. Yeah. I mean, when you're dancing to an NBA uh, inside theme song for eight minutes... You got to get creative. So you can uh, try anything you want to. <laughs> <laughs> wow, what a cold open there from Jerome. Uh, shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. We love to see it. Hit the like button if you're joining us live. Comment away and uh, make sure you subscribe. Get your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com and send in your questions and comments all the time to nodunks@theathletic.com or you can hit us up on Twitter at nodunksinc. That's I N C on the end. All right, on today's drop, Tash got the worst of the week. Absolutely. Nominees. I saw there was a. Uh, like a last-minute addition to the nominee, so I'm excited about that. Yeah, came out of nowhere as well. Okay. Uh, we're going to play a little NBA buy or sell when it comes to some of like the middle-of-the-pack teams and maybe even some of the uh, favorites when it comes to the awards. So that's a new segment here, NBA buy or sell for us. We got rapid-fire fun. We got tweet of the night. And oh my god, it says here in my notes the pickle report is back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, baby. Wow. It's back. <laughs> oh my goodness. It was so good the first time. People were talking about it for sure. So they J- were definitely talking about it. <laughs> JD's pickle report <laughs> makes its triumphant return. Uh, but first, let's touch on last night's action, uh, especially the late game, which was a doozy. Jamal Murray's three gives the Nuggets the 121-120 victory over Damian Lillard and the Blazers. Um, do yourself a favor and go watch at least the wild ending that NBA YouTube posted of the final three minutes of this because the shot making 
was next level. It was just oh. like, it was nuts. I mean, there were a couple missed shots, but not many going back and forth between all the stars out there. What are your takeaways? Yeah, it was cool. Even when the stars missed, the complimentary stars <laughs> yeah. made up for it. Aaron Gordon coming in, Simons helping out for the Blazers. Well, let's just talk about Jamal Murray. A, a wild game-winning shot in that it was designed for Nikola Jokic. Jokic had the ball, and he kind of fumbled it and said, you know what, you take it. I think that's galaxy brain. Nikola Jokic, thinking, thinking long-term, I just need my guy to get going. Uh, we need bubble Jamal Murray back, and he's coming along from his injury. And that was that looked like bubble Murray to me, just a really tough shot. He's a tough shot maker yeah. uh, and a, a tough shot taker. That's what he does. And uh, his former teammate, Jeremy Grant, was guarding him. He was part of the bubble, and I think he just sort of admired Oh, yeah. That's him doing the bubble thing. Now, lots of conversation about whether or not maybe they had a foul to give. Maybe just, maybe just foul. Or what Chauncey Bills was very angry about after the game. Why let him shoot a three? Maybe force him to, right. to drive. Get up on there and at and least then, they and tie. Then, yeah. And then we have overtime yeah. here at home in a worst-case scenario. Uh, but uh, I, it, this is a sort of emblematic of Jokic's first quarter of the season. Letting other guys do it, as we've talked about. His shots are way down after two times uh, winning the MVP. This is going to be a weird one where he could win the number one seed in the West uh, and not win MVP. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it sure feels that way. Like, it, like there's a very good chance that that could happen because Jamal Murray is going to be better in December and January and who knows about Michael Porter. So there's lots of things going well for the uh, Nuggets, although heartbreaker for the Blazers. They're, oh. they're up 11 early in the fourth quarter. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, but, man, then Dame was hitting those yeah. classic Dame-time shots, <laughs> 30-foot bombs and pointing, literally pointing at the wrist, thinking on that last one that it was over. But uh, Jamal Murray had uh, other thoughts. I think a part of Jokic giving him the ball, too, was Murray had just hit that crazy baseline fadeaway yeah. with, like, 40 seconds ago. That maybe shot was even more difficult than the one he hit that was the game winner. But, TK, I saw you tweeting about this, stayed up late to take it in, and enjoying the shot making. Oh, I love to see some great shot making out there. <laughs> and there was Jamal Murray 14 points in the fourth quarter. Like you said he hit the tough baseline shot, obviously hit the game winner, but he was also instrumental in the comeback at the beginning of the fourth quarter. It was Murray and the bench out there. They were down by 10 pretty early. Blazers were cooking. Crowd was loud. That could have easily been a, a loss for the Nuggets. They've really struggled to beat 500 teams. Uh teams that are 500 and above so far. Yeah. Their bench has not been great, I don't think, uh, so far this season. So not only do you get the the benefit of Murray having a really nice game, incredible poise by both him and Jokic to realize, like, even when Jokic kind of, like, fumbles the ball a little bit there, they got enough time that they don't need to hurry. They got a good shot. So a little bit of extra confidence for Murray as he returns from injury. Some more confidence for Michael Malone in his bench. Christian Brown, I thought, had an awesome game. Like, just great activity. He's one of the more athletic guys on the Nuggets, so that certainly helps. And, yeah, great win uh, for Denver. Great win for me in the pick and pay oh, One point to play It does with. matter. Oh, that one point, so nice. Oh, Wild. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get to the pick and results later. I couldn't believe it. Oh, that was awesome. Of course, because we addressed it here on the show. Yep. And it mattered. It does yeah. matter in the end. Uh, man, the Blazers, too, though, they could have won this game a, a couple instances, right? Not only giving up the big lead, but that fast break where they had the two-on-one. Oofy. Where Josh Hart, he just dropped the ball and slipped and then fell out of bounds yep. and it was going the other way. I mean, that would have put them up three, so maybe, yeah, shot's still main, it still goes to overtime, and who knows, but man, that could have been one of the daggers there, but that was unfortunate. And then he had one underneath inside, you know, a, a little bit prior to that, and Jokic had an awesome 
defensive play. Yeah, yeah. Of course, Nurkic had an awesome defensive play on Jokic. That's what I loved about this. Awesome shot making, huge buckets made, but the defensive effort was there from both teams. Like the, the, a lot of plays where they made the difference in terms of blocking or steals or getting back, or whatever. Or the ones even that got hit in their face. It's not like it was lack of effort. I mean, they were they were challenging these. Yeah, I, I know Billups was angry about that three-point shot at the end. I think he was just sort of mad at his bench and the lack of execution in that fourth quarter. Could have been mad at even Jeremy Grant, who's been a potential all-star here. But taking some of those shots that he took with the Pistons, I thought, last year in, in the fourth quarter, where it was just a little iso ball, and uh, they, they just kind of they, they lost the lead. I think they missed Nasir Little's minutes out there. Uh, but the uh, yeah, besides Drew Eubanks hitting a three pointer, what uh, and looking athletic out there, the bench was struggling in the non Dame minutes. Mm-hmm. That's where they lost the game. Really, Gary Payton second, I think, is expected to come back pretty soon. So that'll yeah. obviously give them a little help to their bench unit, and just the idea of having Gary Payton out there in a close game like that to put on a Jamal Murray, let's say, maybe makes it a little more difficult. I know he doesn't have the height of a Jeremy Grant, but obviously the speed to stay up on him and maybe force him inside. Sure. So they're going to be looking forward to that. What a game! I mean. You said it the other day, Trey. I forget what game it was. Oh, maybe it was the Bucks lakers game, which was really, really entertaining. We are like, oh, that could have been game of the season so far. There's been a couple other instances. Celtics-Cavs, maybe one of their overtimes. Um, we got to build a list. we got to build a list. Like, this is this is on, on the short list right now. Oh, but it'd be fun to have, like, at the end of the year, to be like, here are, like, the nine or ten games, whatever it is, that you should go back and at least watch the condensed version or the wild ending clip or the whole damn thing because it was, like... One of the best games of the year. We Good. did that uh, 2020 uh, when there was the the break between the season and the yeah. bubble starting. We had to like, you know, we came up with some content ideas. Hey, remember basketball? It was happening yeah. months ago. And these were some great games. So, yeah, that's a, that's a fun one to go and relive some classic moments. My other two takeaways from this game. I do love that Yusuf Nurkic always brings it when he plays against Jokic yeah. since they traded him to make way for Jokic the right move for the Nuggets, I would say, but he definitely steps his game up in a revenge game sort of factor there. And uh, number two, the Nuggets jerseys that they were wearing last night, those like <laughs> their, their white ones, they just look too sweaty. Yes. They've got like Ooh, a weird kind of pattern I to agree. the mesh in it that makes them look extra sweaty. It makes them honestly look sort of cheap. A little dingy. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I had the. Uh, I didn't write it down, but I was thinking <laughs> that watching that game too. Don't, not a fan of those. I was thinking too small i was doing this you know the the old too small to my uh to my tv while i was watching it because the font is too small <laughs> it's tiny yeah denver again it's ding yeah <laughs> it looks yeah. so yeah the, the balance just kind of it's odd okay what a game what great a game great fun. game uh again go check out at least the wild ending all caps locks clip that the nba posts on their youtube it is it's worth it all right kelvin johnson hot start helps the spurs beat the rockets they end their skid at 11 they had lost 11 straight games, the second longest in franchise history. But the Spurs get the win over the Houston Rockets. I don't think we're going to spend a lot of time on this. These are two bottom-dwelling teams. But any notes outside of the uh, Alperin Shengun dunk on Zach Collins oh. that got a, got called off because oh. it was called a charge, and they went and looked at it and said it was. I get a push-off, <laughs> yeah. It's my only note. Yeah. It's <laughs> my only note. Um, but yeah, I mean, this was the true sicko test, man. The two worst teams in the West <laughs> Conference playing against each other. Nice job by the Spurs to get the win and not be the worst Spurs team of the past 35 years. So I think that's good. And yeah, Kelton Johnson, he started, what, five for five? Yep. The guy's a good player. Uh, he fell out of the rotation. He got benched earlier in the season. He was, was struggling. Kind of weird. Yeah. He was. Um, but I still think he's a quality guy. He'll probably stick around the Spurs for a while to the next iteration of when their team is actually good. And who knows? He can get his reps in now. 
Was Kelvin Johnson... He went late in the first round. Was he the pick that came in the DeRozan, uh, Kawhi Leonard deal? Is that who he turned out to be? Let me check that for me in the uh, stream team. I think he was. He was drafted that year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 that makes sense. He was. Yeah, mm-hmm. so the Raptors obviously were good. And yeah, 29th pick. 29th pick. Yeah. Ah. Uh, you have any notes <laughs> on... Uh, on this one? Uh, well, yeah, poor Zach Collins. Uh, yeah, oh. he got he, he hit the ground pretty hard, hard on that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, and he exited the game. And we're going to get to a question a little later in the show about whether we want the referees to call the letter of the law. Oh, boy. <laughs> and as far as travels go. Yeah, yeah. and Moving picks. Yeah. And everything. And the letter of the law says that Alperin Schengen used his off arm. Yeah. But you, it's, like, it's natural. Yeah. It's natural to have an arm there. What are you supposed to do? One arm down? <laughs> One arm no down? Yeah, uh, you can't. Yeah. Lock your shoulder in place? <laughs> like, play with a straight jacket out there? It doesn't... It's it's stupid. Yeah. It's dumb. That was an amazing dunk. And it, and it hurts. It hurts to see it called that. He wanted that one so bad, too. He was like, we're going to yes, check that one. Please. He was doing that immediately. He's like, we are taking another look at that. Yeah. And then they, they upheld it, uh, the call on the, on the court. That hurts. It's natural to have an arm out there. When you're dribbling, even, if you've watched the clips of our former producer, Matty O, dribble the ball, he's got his <laughs> left a, arm protecting wing. it yeah. At, yeah. at all times. Uh, that was so beautiful. I, I will say, I think they won it. They won it for Greg Popovich, who made his return to the bench. Yeah, he did. He was away for a couple of games because of a medical procedure, so they had to win it for Pop, and they did that. But these two teams are looking looking at the bottom of the standings in the uh, the old tankathon.com. Did you see it was going around yesterday? Uh, someone caught a pic of two Spurs fans heading into the arena. The guy in front has Tank on the back of his Spurs jersey <laughs> for the number, and then the guy following him has Wembenyama. I believe oh. the number was one. Yeah. So they always have to walk. <laughs> they gotta in, be in that order. Exactly. At least when the photos. <laughs> this taken. is funny. It's pretty good. <laughs> I should have pulled it for JD, yeah, but uh, I don't think though. it was last night. I think it was a game or two before. But, oh uh, wow! They were probably pissed with the result. You know, they they now I think are tied. <clears throat> They'll be all right. Yep. They'll be all right. They'll be all right. Man, yeah. you wa- you want to be the guy that has the Wembenyama jersey yeah. in this scenario. <laughs> Tank four. <laughs> Tank four. <laughs> we, I guess maybe they'll be bad again next year, probably. Like, I mean, they're, even if they get the number one pick, yeah. probably not. still going to struggle. You can wear it again next year. Yeah, yeah. he may have the longevity. <laughs> if they don't get Wembenyama, that guy's kind of screwed. That's well, I was thinking he may too, get American yeah. Express Assurance. I we, don't know. <laughs> yeah. Send it back. We were, we were debating, uh, <laughs> you know, the idea idea that Big Tasty is a good nickname and we were trying to like come up with like who should get that moniker and I was trying to make the case Zion should get it because Big Nasty for Carlos Williamson, Zion the Big uh, Tasty. But what about Tank? <laughs> it's a great nickname. That is a great nickname. Uh, that was one of my favorite characters from The Matrix. <laughs> <laughs> Which one is he? I think he's one of the guys that's, uh, he's just like uh, on the computer uh, in, the, <laughs> yeah. in the machine. That's Dozier's stop, man. brother. Dozier's brother, yeah, yeah, right. He, I, Dozier's brother. <laughs> PG Dozier's brother. Yeah, the Matrix family tree, I should have known. <laughs> I think he might die, spoiler alert. One of them dies for sure gets shot. The older brother or the younger brother. Anyway, point is, Tank, also a good nickname. So this fan could get, you know, cross his fingers and hope like a Kenny Lofton Jr. or something makes his way to the Spurs <laughs> and takes number four. Uh, I, I thought you were going to say that the Big Tasty is a good nickname for Webb and Yama. It's not bad. It's got a tasty game. <laughs> yeah. French food's tasty. Okay. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, it's not uh, as good. Uh, it's not as good as Tank. Alien. Yeah. No, All right, no, uh, final game last night. Bam Adebayo, Butler, lift the heat, pass the Kawhi-less Clippers, 
110. Tess, we talked about it. That Florida back-to-back after they had lost that one in the Magic, the Clippers, with Kawhi and Paul George. No Kawhi in the back-to-back situation. Not a surprise there, but they still lose here to the Miami Heat. Uh, So they go 0-2 there on that little Florida trip. Talk about tough shot making. This came down to Jimmy. (laughs) The last couple minutes, the, the, the classic Jimmy going into bodies, being the smaller guy going into a body, but just using his strength to get enough space to be able to get it off. And then... The classic Jimmy talking trash. Reggie Jackson covering him. Well, a times. couple times there down the stretch, he got ma- matched up on him. Yeah, yeah, and then doing the, the motion of just get out of here. It's kind of like a get out of my way motion, uh, which was weird. Uh, Paul George allowing Reggie Jackson to cover him a little too easily. I thought you, PG, you want his length, his length on him, but this also so good. I don't think uh, the the. Uh, the uh, gap between the two teams was bigger than six for a long time. Oh, yeah, time. it was really close. 25 lead changes, 11 ties in a game that was close yeah. basically all the way until Jimmy sort of took over. Until and Jim. And scored the final eight. So that's yeah. what it was. For, that's what it came down to. Yeah. Jim time. Uh, <laughs> one of the wildest rumors in NBA history is that Jimmy Butler could be the illegitimate son of Michael Jordan. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> but it's what? a hilarious a rumor to me. And, uh, it, like, I guess, like, the dates don't even match up of the possibility of MJ having a child in like 88. And What's Jimmy your algorithm, bro? But anyway, <laughs> I do love watching these games from Jimmy Butler where he goes full MJ down the stretch. That's what he turns into here. He did it, what, earlier in the week? Uh, uh, maybe two or three games prior where he did the exact same thing. It was like, all right, it's Jimmy time uh, against the uh, against the Celtics, Celtics where they won yeah. that one, yeah. Um, so I guess my point is, I believe this rumor. No, uh, just he just take over this game, and Bam was awesome too. Really, really good. Who's putting together good little run here uh, in terms of trying to get the Heat back to five hundred and back in the mix. Any thoughts on this one? Not too many thoughts. No. I mean, Jimmy scored the last eight points, like you're saying he did it against the Celtics. Was there maybe like a Kings game as well that he scored the last I don't know five or six? Yeah. Uh, so, there's something along those lines, but he has saved them. More than a few times yeah. already this season. Uh, they're still not even 500 when he's in the lineup right now, but as long as he's playing, they got a chance because when it comes down to it, he's at least willing to take the final shots. He's going to get a shot up for the most part, and Bam has been playing really, really well. Yeah. It's just kind of the rest of the mix around him isn't always going to be reliable, but they hit enough threes last night that they were you know, able to hang close enough to the Clippers who were kind of on fire from there. Yeah, you, you do see the importance of just having Tyler Hero, a shot maker, and a guy especially can hit threes. He had a couple late uh, in that fourth quarter that it's like uh, they're they're a different team. And no Lowry, he's not playing yeah. in this one, who, you know, he'll he'll go one for six from three, but then he'll have those games where he'll go, you know, four or seven and give you some three-point shooting, and they desperately need it. But, yeah, I thought Hero was big, and then Jimmy just took over. Uh, and again, I'm with you. It's like, what do you do? Okay, after the first one where he just abused Reggie Jackson, just took him down on the block and scored over him, it's like, you might, Paul George, want to fight through a little bit harder oh. to stick with him here. And also, Jimmy got Kennard on him at one point, and that was like... Yeah, that was more bully ball. Was like I'll just go through you on this one. It was unfortunate because yeah. he didn't even have to fight. Uh, really, I mean, they were they were sort of just their two guys on one side of the floor. They could have easily just said switch. It wasn't much of yeah. a a battle to get there. So no, it was Jimmy time. All right, let's get to a new segment here on the Drop Podcast called Buying or Selling. Ooh. Stocks. Sort of. Yeah. Stocks. Uh, sometimes down. Back up. <laughs> down recently. Uh, all right. Buying or selling. Here's, what, here's how this is going to work. 
I'm going to give you some teams, again, that are usually in like sort of the middle of the pack. We're trying to figure them out, and you're going to tell me whether you're buying. So you're like sort of high on them, their chances to get it going, either maybe title contend or whatever, like go up the rankings, uh, or selling. Where you're like, huh, eh, not convinced, don't mm-hmm. think we're going to see it, and, uh, and we'll go from there. And we got some award-based ones as well if we have a little bit of time. But let's start with the LA Clippers, 14 and 13, they're ninth in the Western Conference. Are you buying or selling the LA Clippers? This is a real tough one. It really is. I say it's tough. I just lied. It's simple. <laughs> do you do you believe Kawhi Leonard is going to be healthy the rest of the season? Because we just saw what they did with the Miami Heat. They've got enough supporting players. Very good supporting players. Batum, Kennard. Zubats. Zubats will not go anywhere. He's solid as a rock. He's a, he's a GIC. He's a bond. He is not rising. <laughs> he is not falling. That guy is steady. So is Kawhi Leonard going to come back? And play a lot of games, it, and so it's it's very difficult as a prognosticator of stocks to to really say, <laughs> yeah, the guy's gonna come back or not. It, it's it's just a, it's it's just a feel thing or just you know wh- whatever you you think of Kawhi's recovery, his rehabilitation. I'll say yes, I guess. I, I, I really sorry. sorry see, I, I, see, I think I think the Clippers in this one. It really should have read, or I should have proposed it as Clippers as a title contender. This isn't Clippers get into the playoffs. Clippers even win a playoff series. They built this team with two superstars with the idea of like we can win a chip. We should be competing for a chip. Yeah. They've made some playoff runs and all that. Injuries have bit them in the ass with these guys, but that to me is like, are you buying or selling that come the end of the season the Clippers will be? one of your five or six teams where you're like, yeah, they, they could win a title. It's all the, – the answer is the same, though. It's whether or not he comes back and plays. Okay. Because well, Paul George what, what, is playing. What would lead you to believe that? I mean, <laughs> like you're, if you are betting, yeah, you're yeah. not going to bet on that. I'm not going to bet a lot. There's, there's no <laughs> doubt about that. He is, air quotes, healthy, uh, but he's not playing a lot. <laughs> but it is, it is a very, very strange comeback from rehab, but – we're Raptors fans. We've seen some strange rehabs from Kawhi Leonard before. This one's stranger, though. Yeah, I guess I will counter that with when he didn't play those 20 or so games with the Raptors, they were still good. Mm-hmm. And I think they were a better team than maybe this Clippers team. Mm-hmm. And then the other part is he did play 60 games, and I don't think he's going to get anywhere close to that. And the other thing is, can he just come back in in you know March, start playing full-time, and is and it's, we always debate this, is like, is that enough? Can you just plug a superstar guy in there, change the sort of the makeup of your team, how you're going to play, and then can you just roll through the playoffs? Or do you need an 82-game season to some extent to build those reps of comfortability with your squad to then make the march? I don't know what the answer is. I think it's I think it's more that, the latter, than it is, well, just put a, just save them till April and let them play. <laughs> I, I just don't buy that's the way basketball works. But what are you doing, buying or selling the clips? Big sell. Big Big time sell. For those reasons, exactly. I think they look like a team that doesn't have any cohesion right now that's trying to work in two heavy usage guys and Kawhi Leonard and Paul George, who you don't know if they're going to be out there every single night. They have no chance to really build on their chemistry. And I think that they're going to be punting too many games as the season goes on for them to really turn it on and become a challenger here. They're looking like a play-in team to me. Like, how do they get up into the top six is the question because there are so many good teams above them. Phoenix, Memphis, New Orleans, Denver. That's a top four that seems pretty solid. You have to think Golden State's going to make their way up the standings at some point. I think Dallas is a more reliable team, at least right now. The standings are pretty tight, but they need to go on a run. 
to like establish a actual play off seed and how do they go on a run if you can't rely on Kawhi Leonard yeah, yeah. who has already said that his recovery is going to take 2 years he's not even 100% in on this season He's in on next season. So maybe next season, the Clippers. I mean, we say that every single year with the right, Clippers. Right. But I don't know. Kawhi's going to play like 40 games this year. Is that enough when he's your best player? No way. There will be some hearts broken in the Western Conference. It's a good point about how many damn good teams there are. The Sacramento Kangs are around. The Utah Jazz are around to add to all those really good teams. Right. Things that the Clippers have going for them, they're a top five defense right now. Yeah. And so yeah. that's going to happen every night. Yeah, uh, and they win uh, when I mean, what they're five and two when Kawhi does play. <laughs> yeah, well, he hasn't played a lot, and he doesn't uh, even play a lot of minutes when he plays. He plays like what twenty, twenty-two minutes, something like that. It, it, uh, you know, negative is this is year four of this experiment, which seems crazy, but this is, this is getting on in years here. This is it's not the first year when they were really good. You brought up that first year; they were a monster uh, that year. Coming out of the gate, uh, top five offense and defense. Now, they have a bad offense because they kind of don't have an identity. They really just rely on those two guys to make plays. So, yeah, it, it's it's a crapshoot. If, if I'm a, a buying stock man, I think the stock is probably at its lowest that it's going to be this season. So it yeah, might just be a, a buy low opportunity. But, yeah, a lot of, a lot of teams there in the West are going to have their hearts broken. They're going to be playing teams fighting for the playoffs. There's just too many good teams. One of those teams. Let's go to the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. 500 right now. 12 and 12. Obviously, Cat is out for three or four weeks here. They're 11th in the Western Conference, so it's all jumbled up. Buying or selling on the Wolves. Now, I wouldn't be saying Wolves as title contenders, but Wolves obviously getting up there in the Western Conference standings, winning a playoff series, you know, stuff like that. Like making some advancement off of last year's run. Or which, you know, getting into the playoffs. Uh, I guess I'm a minor sell here then because I think they're going to have the same season as they had last year. They're looking at the play-in tournament right now because they're in the same spot as the Clippers. They need to go on a massive winning streak in order to climb up the standings just because there's so many teams that have got off to a better start than they have. That being said, Rudy Gobert's teams, for whatever reason, have gone on a lot of win streaks over the past few seasons. You know, teams give up in the middle of the season and a Gobert defense will show up. So maybe they improve. And there is a little bit of getting to know each other uh, between yeah. Anthony Edwards and Rudy Gobert. There's a hilarious clip going around. They ask Anthony Edwards, so you guys got Rudy's back going in, going back to Utah? What makes it a big one? <laughs> You're playing at Utah. Rudy used to play for the Jazz. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we definitely want to win. That's the only goal. For Rudy, too. <laughs> Did he know he played for the Jazz? I mean, I know that... Anthony Edwards knew who Rudy Gobert was because he trash-talked yeah, him that's right. and said Kristaps Porzingis is a better rim protector than him. But maybe he thinks it's a different guy. <laughs> a different Gobert. Uh, it's think, possible, I guess. Uh, I think Anthony Edwards lives in his own world. Yeah, yeah, yes, he does. Right, which is yeah, fine, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> that was a funny he, Yeah, clip. he didn't want to answer that question. <laughs> or he just wasn't even listening. I don't, I don't think. He, he, I don't think he's a big Rudy fan. But I think this time without Carl Anthony Towns is forcing them to get along. This is the best stretch of Anthony Edwards' season the last few games. He's awake. It seemed like the beginning of the season he wasn't all that good. That's the guy who's going to take them places. And right, I do right. think there is a run in this team. Okay, so you added a big guy here. It's a very weird scenario where you're clogging the paint, you're clogging the lane. Everybody's learning it. There is definitely a learning curve, and they're 500. I don't think it can be worse. And uh, I think this is going to be the best stretch here as we get into the second stretch. 
as we get into the them going into Utah for Rudy, I think they're going to have a good game tonight. It is tonight, tonight that yeah. they're playing. Uh, Anthony Edwards is a key. I think he's been sort of floaty uh, the first quarter of the season, but he has gotten better to me the last five games. He's been he's been good, and so I think that's I think they'll learn. I think they'll learn pretty quick. Um, Eric has a fun question here in the stream team. Would you rather have the Wolves or Clippers roster? He thinks it's a tough question. Do you as well? Who'd you rather have? I guess fully, like, ha- fully like healthy. Let's fully say. healthy this season. Let's say because you can't think long term. Long term. Okay, fully fully Wolves, healthy this season to make a playoff push. Fully Clippers. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. Yes. I'll I'll take okay. the guy who's won Finals MVP. There you go. Yeah. Twice. I mean, yeah, yeah. But uh, <laughs> they're never going to be healthy. So that's a, that's another problem to me with the the Timberwolves. Anthony Edwards is playing his best basketball right now. They're looking okay. What happens when they bring back their face of the franchise? Yeah, yeah. Carl Anthony Towns is coming back at some point. Yeah. And it has not worked so far. All right, let's go over to the Eastern Conference. Team that played, won last night, the Miami Heat. 12-14. and 10th in the Eastern Conference. Though I would like to note, they're like, uh, are they four games back from the fourth it's seed toit. in the East? It is toit. Like, they're not that far behind, like, the Nets who currently sit. No, two games back. Two games back. Jesus. Yeah. Well, there you go. Do you uh, do you believe in the Heat? Or are you buying or selling the Miami Heat? I don't know. This is a weird season. Ever since uh, Butler came in with the extensions on his hair, I just <laughs> I just didn't know what to make of this season. You can they can easily say, "Hey, we're a playoff team. We'll sort of make our way through the season at 500 and figure it out." Then they've got these guys coming into the lineup in classic Heat style. Your your Martins. Uh, yesterday, they start a man by the name of Drew at point guard. I've never heard of as a two-way player without mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry and Gabe Vincent. It, it, it feels like the Heat are, are going to get it going in 2023. So buying or selling, I'd buy. Uh, I'd buy at this point. I, I would buy as well. But the issue is that I keep running into is once we get to the playoffs, they're not this team currently as constructed. They're just not going to beat the Bucks or the Celtics. But I also think the Heat could beat any other team in the Eastern Conference in a potential series. You know what I mean? So, I guess in that sense, I'm buying, mm-hmm. even though they have a really bad record here. <laughs> um, what about you, Trey? I'm holding right now. Okay. I'm down on the Heat in general, but they're going to get better because they've played the third toughest schedule in the league so far. Things will get easier. They will make a trade at some point because this team, like you're saying, Skeets, this is not a championship contending team. Pat Riley likes to win championships. He doesn't want to finish sixth. Yeah. I do have some concerns, though, about them getting up to sixth. I think they're going to need some good luck to do it because Boston and Milwaukee, clearly ahead. I think Cleveland, pretty clearly ahead. Philadelphia and Brooklyn, a little bit unsure. Atlanta's imploding. Toronto is mid. Indiana and New York, probably going to fall off. There's a chance that the Heat get up to sixth. But what's that do for you? Sixth in the Eastern Conference, you're probably playing Cleveland. Okay. Yeah. You can maybe beat Cleveland. They don't have a ton of playoff experience at this point, but then you're running into Milwaukee in round two. Yeah, that's exactly how I'm looking at it. Uh, their next nine games for the Miami Heat, I, I've brought this up a couple times. Let me just go through it because I think these are like sort of important to them getting up into possibly like home court advantage territory in an Eastern Conference first round. They host the Spurs on Saturday, the Heat do. Then they have a four-game road trip in Indiana, OKC, and Houston. That is a back-to-back there, uh, OKC and Houston. Then they go to San Antonio. So they got two Spurs games here. Then they have four straight games at home over the Christmas holiday, which is nice for them. Bulls. <laughs> it, is nice. it is. I mean, <laughs> very nice for them. Bulls, Pacers, Wolves, and Lakers. 
all those teams I just said, it in my gut, it's like they should go worst, like six and three. I'm not mm-hmm. saying they will, but they should have that goal to go worst six and three, if not better. And then that then they're back over five hundred, and you know, right there in the mix, probably depending on what those other teams do ahead of them for fourth, fifth in the standing, stuff like that. I think this is a very vital stretch to determine whether or not Pat Riley will say, no, we got to shake this up and make sort of sort of a move. So something to watch. And I think uh, a guy who will help, who's coming in their roster, like through their roster, is Victor Oladipo just coming back. I know uh, we, myself, I, th- I thought Victor Oladipo may not be long for this league, but after last year, they signed him to an extension. Uh, and they believe, and they signed him to a you know decent money. It's not a minimum contract, nine per year for a couple of years. He's only played two games. They are lacking in offensive creation, just anything dynamic from their backcourt. And I, I kind of just watching him the first couple of games. I, th- I think he can, he can really help. Their team is a top ten defense. They just need somebody, <laughs> <laughs> and these guys to be healthy. Uh, you know, Hero and Butler have missed a, a good chunk of time. I'm Lowry. And Lowry. He, yeah. yeah, he missed. I think it was his first game he missed yeah, yesterday. Yeah, but last year, I guess I was like, uh, But, uh, yeah. Lowry will be there in the end. It, it's tough for, for Riley. They built a top-heavy team here uh, you know, with paying over $90 million for Lowry, Adebayo, and Butler to tear this thing down now. I, I doubt it. I, I very much doubt it. I think they're going to at least give it one more try. I'll admit something. When Trey came in earlier in the week here into the Classic Factory saying, you know, why aren't we dragging the heat after a couple brutal losses? Like, look at them. What's going on? I hit up the trade machine, and I was like, they need some shooting, and they need to, if possible, if you're moving, let's say a BAM, hypothetically, Whoa. you would need to keep a great center. So I'm like, why not BAM and Duncan Robinson for the Miles Turner, Buddy Heald, and then the Pacers would have to send back draft capital on that. They got a bunch of first-round picks. Some of them are protected, coming by way of the Celtics and the Cavs and stuff like that, but they have it to make that work. So I'm thinking, you know, Move Bam, get Miles Turner in there, and then add scoring in Buddy Heald because Duncan Robinson doesn't matter. You could also do this with Caleb Martin if you want, if the Pacers didn't want Duncan Robinson. But the problem is, I'm doing this, I'm thinking this, and then you see Bam play, and you're like, that's stupid. They would never trade him. Bam's not the problem. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I'm just trying to like get them, like shake them up a little bit, especially just get some more scoring, shooting. Uh, but they're not doing it, and I. I disgustingly closed my laptop after it Slam said it. trade successful. <laughs> after that green box popped up and the numbers work. <laughs> Gross. You should have done that after Trey called the Raptors mid. They are. Which they are. Yeah, they are. But but they're they're going to be a mid plus soon. Okay, they good. are middle. Okay. Uh, well, this team is uh, flirting in the middle too, but uh, our final team here in this segment, Brooklyn Nets, 14 and 12, fourth in the East. Yes, Brooklyn Nets are fourth in the East. <laughs> it sort of caught me by surprise after this weird season. Um, buying or selling on Brooklyn, and I think you almost like the Clippers. It's more of a like a legit contender, the Nets with <laughs> Katie. Well, in that case, sell. Okay, my well, answer was my, my answer was hold. I think they're going to stay in the top six, which I think is a, a successful season kind of for Brooklyn. It is. That's, I mean, I mean, compared to last year. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a, what we're comparing. No bar, but yeah, okay. They're not a contender. I, I don't think they are. Twelve and seven since Jacques Vaughn took over. Fourteenth in offense, thirteenth in defense, middle of the road. <laughs> right. Very little trade chatter right now. This is the least drama we've had around the Brooklyn Nets. Like these two weeks, <laughs> these literally these two weeks uh, in the past four seasons. Katie's a hooper. They can hang on to the top six. He's good enough to keep him in the top six. Is basically what it comes down to. Yeah, 
It's simple as that, and Kyrie on the floor does help a lot <laughs> if he is playing. So, no, the, the, yeah, this has been the uh, the best stretch. Yeah, no drama. <laughs> and if you look at their schedule, they could actually move up in the standings. They 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 do have a road heavy December, but they are there are teams that they can beat there. So. I don't want to say they're a contender because I, I will not buy into that. Okay. But uh, my biggest question is there's two months till the deadline. December 15th is coming as well for uh, the ability to trade guys who are signed in the offseason. Are they going to move a big piece? We talked about Pat Riley trying to tear it down. Kyrie Irving is a free agent. Mm-hmm. What, what are we doing here? Are we signing? <laughs> are we running here? <laughs> Sean, Joe. What are we doing? <laughs> are, are we looking at this as a... a hey, Pat. As we hey, said. Pat. This is Sean. This is Joe. I also got Joe on the call. <laughs> got Trump speaker. <laughs> hey, Andy here, too. <laughs> Andy's the deal maker. Wow. That's where the true NBA sickos out there. We just name front office guys by their first name and see if you know who we're talking yeah. about. Yeah, Joe doesn't get in on the calls, I don't imagine. It's not like Mickey gets in on the calls for the heat. <laughs> I don't think so. So Sean and Pat are talking, (laughs) and uh, Pat likes taking on challenges. Hey, Kyrie, take Kyrie. They're not signing him to extension. The Nets, yeah. Yeah. uh, So that's that's my my thing here. What do they do? I agree. They're sort of a mid-league team, and this is the best stretch of their season. So a couple things uh, from the stream team. Nets says, uh, excuse me, Ziggy says the Nets are quiet, which is what they should want. We all agree with that. And uh, Kirill here said, I can't sell. The Nets for Durant alone. Yeah. And this is his first buy today. So I see you buying out there, Kirill. Uh, I guess he was selling on the other three teams, the Clippers, the Wolves, and the Miami Heat. Yeah, But he's buying on the, he's buying on the Nets because of KD alone. But what if Masai calls? What if Masai calls? Oh, man, Wheels and not deals. let this go. I Wheels and deals with Pat. Pat's getting a little older. I know he's, he's pretty sharp. He does 100 billion push-ups a day. But Masai, <laughs> Masai can, he can, he can screw anybody. So Masai is now dealing with the Heat. Yeah, yeah. Raptors Heat trade. Well, what oh, you well, what am I talking about? No, you no, I didn't mean Pat. I, yeah, 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 it's a three-way deal. <laughs> <laughs> you might as well close your computer and you've yeah. got the trade machine going like that. Uh, Just made one. <laughs> all right. Uh, a couple of award-based ones. Why not? Sure. Buying or selling, Jason Tatum is MVP. He's the favorite right now, plus 275. According to the odds, it's basically – this is very early, but it's a, it's a three-man race according to the odds. Tatum's excellent play on the team with the best record by far. Uh, Luka's video game numbers. And then Giannis just like – continually putting up 30 and 10s on a very good box team just like that consistent excellence he's plus 300 him and luca so do you are you buying or selling tatum as a mvp as the favorite big buy big, big buy. buy big buy 30 points per game right now he's a career high uh from the field 48 percent career high from three 36 and a half he rebounds he passes he plays defense <laughs> like for perimeter guys two-way players you're not beating jason tatum for the most part right now. He also misses less than 10 games a season. So the availability is going to be there. I think that Luca's numbers are insane. There's no doubt about it. And they're going to be insane at the end of the season. But I think that Tatum is going to have good enough numbers plus team success that he's going to go over the top, especially considering like 90% of the voters are from Boston. So <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Okay. I was shocked. I didn't think Trey would say that. What are you saying? 
Buy or sell Oh, you got to buy. You got to buy. I think the wow. uh, the voters kind of the pendulum swings back to a team that's atop the standings as well. After what happened with uh, Jokic last year, a sixth place team, I think that factors in a little bit, especially because they're so far ahead. Right. Of not only the Bucks, but everybody in the West. So they're going to have the best record, it feels like, amongst any team. Plus uh, what Tatum is doing, the best year of his career. Yeah, I got what? I got no problems with uh, with putting the money down, even if it's a favorite plus two seventy five. Go get paid. What's the worst gamble. record the Celtics could even have if they were to lose all their games? Like forty seven win, or no, 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 what? that doesn't make sense. They would be at twenty one, <laughs> but like <laughs> twenty one and sixty one. I got I mean, he would I not win MVP at all. No, I, no, take, I mean, I, uh, I didn't mean that. I meant more like uh, like as if the Celtics really like. So they get go 500 sl- the rest of the yeah, way? Yeah, yeah. Like, they're still so going to be... 50-win team. Yeah, right. That's, I guess, my point. They're going to be, like, a 47-48-win team. Uh, and that's... I know it's different season to season, but that's, like, what Jokic won it with, right? Yeah. As a six seed with that many wins. Uh, so you think best player on the best team comes through this year. Last time we had that was Giannis in 1920 in that shortened season. Because Jokic, the last two years, was uh, not that case on the best team, record-wise, in the league. Um, but I'm selling... I got to be honest, just because we've done this MVP thing for so long, it, it's just it's a roller coaster, man. You have a you have a couple weeks or you have a month or two where you are the top dog, and it looks like yeah, you've got the menu in your hand at the MVP table, and then it it gets passed. Everyone's like, stop hogging the menu, man. It's my turn. So just because of that, now that's not to say it goes like this, goes like this, and we come back to Tatum because they have 67 wins and he's a 30 point per game scorer, and everybody's like, yeah, that's fair, give it to him. Uh, but I don't know. I'm just not gonna. I guess I'll hold on that. I don't want to go uh, buying more of it because it just fluctuates so much. Sure. This thing. Seasons change. <laughs> Every season it changes. But I will say the last time a guy who won the MVP with a sixth seed, it was Russell Westbrook prior to, to Nikola Jokic winning it last mm-hmm. year. The next season after Westbrook won it, it went to a one seed with mm-hmm. James Harden. Okay. So, uh, you know, you know. <laughs> uh, who knows? Uh, I will say, though, yeah, the Celtics are just so far ahead. It's, it's an easy check mark. For for voters, you know that's they, they that's, are. They look like they are going to be a sixty win team plus. So yeah, and when the next, the biggest, it's going to be like a pretty big gap. It feels like right now between them. I don't and, think the Bucks can. Well, they could keep it close for sure. They could they could close the gap, but Yanis probably isn't going to win. Russell Westbrook as sixth man of the year. He's the favorite plus one forty. Are you buying or selling on that? <laughs> no, you're no. selling. That's that's the Lakers bump. That's wrong. He's averaging tasks. What? 15, 8, and 5. Not enough. 20 games off the bench. That's good. Obviously, they've won some games Not here, enough. so he's made a difference maker there, and he's uh, got a pretty high usage percentage when he comes off the bench, which makes sense, but not enough. I love he's, that he's made the change. It's incredible, but the numbers aren't as good as Ben Math. Benedict Mathurin's, num- Mathurin's numbers should, yeah, they should drop a tiny They'll They'll drop. A tiny that bit. A, a rookie will... They'll generally come down, probably. Has this, they got to play a lot of games. Not used uh, to that. Uh, it, it's a good story. It's a very good story for Russell Westbrook <laughs> to get it. 14 seasons. He hates it. He hates it. He hates it. <laughs> he, he, he comes off the bench for one game in the preseason. One game, and he plays five minutes because his hammy gets tight. Mm. And he says, well, that was weird for me. I didn't like that. I got injured because I came off the bench, and I just wasn't warm out there. Then he comes into the regular season. He gives in to Darvin Ham. He concedes. <laughs> Bam! It's mellow all over again. Uh, but, yeah, it's a great story. But uh, 
I don't know. You're selling. Do uh, do voters like stories? I guess they do. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's why it's a buy for me. This is the rare sixth man of the year case that has a narrative element. Whoa. The guy has refused to come off the bench for the past few seasons. He finally does it, and it ter- turns the Lakers' season around. If they're able to keep winning some games, it's like a double narrative. So uh, that's why, to me, uh, I'm in on this one just because it's like, look at this. We might be having an MVP who wins sixth man of the year. Bill Walton has done yeah. it. Yes, yeah. it has happened in the past. But, yeah, I think that the narrative will factor in heavy. And then you look at Ben Matherin's uh, splits. He is getting worse every single month. Less scoring, less making. He's a rookie. That's yeah. what happens. Yeah. But, I don't know, it doesn't seem to me that the other guys who are challenging here have passed Westbrook yet. Like, Jordan Poole, he is now starting a little bit. Doesn't seem to have the same verve right now. Christian Wood is putting up it's numbers. Good. Yeah. Yep. I think Brogdon, to me, is maybe a guy who will be making a case as well because the Celtics are playing so well. His numbers are pretty solid off the bench. He's like over 50% from the field at this point right now. Guards have won this award in 10 of the past 11 seasons, too. Usually goes to a guard that comes in, gets buckets, so maybe that helps the case for Westbrook or Poole or Brogdon. But Christian Wood, averaging 17-8 and in 26 minutes, shooting 56% from the field, 40% from three. So he's an elite big off the bench. And Bobby Portis is really, really strong for the Bucks too. So if they are really close to the Celtics in terms of record at the end, he averages 14 and 10. Um, he has started some games, you know, he gets the, the spot start there when it comes to some injuries, but he's been great for them too. So um, I'll sell on Westbrook though, though I love Trey selling the narrative to me. It's a good point. They'll have to have a little bit better record, I think. Like the Lakers will have to be in the playing at the very, like they can't be like the 13th seed or something like that. I know people don't generally care about that one this award, but... You gotta have, right? You gotta be on a winning team. A good well, it hurts. Team. It hurts the story. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, because uh, then it's like, then it's like, who cares? Yeah. yeah, they gotta win some games. Okay, final one here. Shea Gildas Alexander as most improved, buying or selling. He is the favorite significantly, minus one thirty-five right now, according to the Vegas odds. So, are you still buying on that? Because it's like, who else is gonna take it from him? Shea isn't fading. He's the favorite now, and I think he'll be the favorite at the end of the season. I believe. I just believe the numbers are going to keep up. The shot profile is ridiculous. You know, he doesn't take a lot of threes. He just muscles in and, and gets wherever he wants. So I just don't think he's fading. Obviously, it mirrors John Morant's most improved player award, yeah. and that's fine. Yeah. Uh, that's That seems to be where the most improved voters are going. Buying. Okay. Trey? I'll hold just because it's it's either Shea or Lowry Markkinen right now, and maybe like voters will give the award to the player who actually ends up with the better team. Both Utah and OKC falling off a little bit here. Utah's hanging a little bit better. Um, but I think Shea Gilgis-Alexander should be making his case for All-Star and All-NBA. So yeah. he, I don't know, it'll be interesting to see if they go the exact same way because this would be the same vote as the John Morant vote last season. 100%. SGA still averaging 31 points per game, 6-5. and five. And uh, I don't know, is he a top 15 player in the league? On any given night, it feels like yeah. I mean, he's on yeah. a lot of the court. Yeah. Right now, yeah. People I mean, are waiting. You're waiting to, to see him fall off. It ain't happening. Yeah. Uh, Tyrese Halliburton is second in odds. He's plus 450. He's okay. leading the league okay. in assists. He's the, the Pacers have surprised a lot of people, so he's there. And then Lowry Markkinen, you said it, Trey. He's uh, keeping the Jazz relevant. He's plus 600 for MIP. Um, I thought in going to look at his numbers, I was like, okay, he got off to that unbelievable start. He must have slowed down, right? <laughs> Not really. Before he caught this little illness that kept him out of that Warriors game, over his last four games, he was averaging 25-10 and 10 with five three-pointers made a game. 
I have Curry like out there. Larry Markkinen. So yeah, he's got to be in the consideration. But SGA outside of an injury, I mean, how does he not? I mean, the thirty-one six and five. Those are stupid, stupid numbers. How about this take from improved. JPD? Yeah. Uh, in the stream team, who says, we won't get another John Morant situation. The guy did give away his most improved player as soon as he won it. <laughs> to Desmond <laughs> Bain, like, yeah. I don't deserve this. This is not an award for me. That was a weird thing. <laughs> yeah. It's, but we've gone down this slippery slippery slope over the last couple of years. This is That was where it just kept going and going, and then it did get to a guy that was like an MVP candidate. We're getting bas- back to basic skates, pure <laughs> basketball. Okay, so who Larry Marketing then would be a... A selection? Even Hall- Halliburton. Markkinen and yeah. Halliburton. I think Markkinen probably more so just because he's a little further on in his career. I guess Bull Bull is a guy who will probably get votes as well. But yeah. We're going back. We're, we're going, going back, back to basics Back here. to basics. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we got to uh, take our first break. When we come back, <laughs> worst of the week nominees. Don't go anywhere. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, Everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com courtside to learn more. Little known fact, that's Kevin O'Connor playing the guitar on that last ad read. <laughs> Those tasty little licks. Let's get to Worst of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, the Worst of the Week. Four nominees, you guys tell me who should take this home. First nominee, I believe, is the winner. It's Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal joined the uh, No Chill Show with uh, Gilbert Arenas and Josiah Johnson. It's called the No Chill with Gil Show. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was asked why he signed with the Wizards this past offseason. At first, he said, normal type stuff. I believe in our team. We're going to grow and all that. But... Nothing really matters until until you say but. It's the stuff that you say after, <laughs> after the, the but. after the but. So th- this is all that matters. I think we have a clip from it here, JD. On the flip side of it, the business side of it, there were no teams in the market. Oh wow! Just free agency wise. I'm just being frank, right? There were no. There was nowhere else for me to go, right? <laughs> Where I can like, oh, I can go win, right? It would have been. It was teams that. Strategically, when when what I wanted, right? Uh, so it just realistically, I won't say my hand was forced, but it, like this is this was my best decision, best option on the table at the time. So mm, I love the honesty. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. That's that's, that's an people, honest answer right there. Yeah, people people can say yeah. I, I the, the honest, the more honest answer though. Dollar dollar bills. Well, I think he's. I think he's is saying it goes hand in hand. If if the dollar bills were on the right team, or I could maybe have a chance to win, then I would have gone there. Well, either either go full on lie and say I want to win here, <laughs> or, or full on tell the truth. Uh, okay. The money. And I had no better options, which is what he said. He literally came out and said it. And this isn't the first time with with Bradley Beal. He's half-heartedly bought into the Wizards every time he signed a contract. 
extension. Well, he wholeheartedly bought into the payment from the Wizards. <laughs> oh, the he accepts as it. As you should. He accepts it, yes. He yeah. he allows that direct deposit to come through every two weeks. <laughs> yes. But but he, he... Two weeks? Yeah, every two weeks in the NBA, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> and it, yeah, starting in October through <laughs> April. They don't get paid in the summer. Anyway. <laughs> oh, uh, tough. Tough to manage your, <laughs> yeah. your dollars. Yeah. But what he's telling Gilbert Arenas and Josiah Johnson there, and you could tell it's in the Wizards... Like movie facility, it's their facility. There's a logo in the background. He allowed this interview to happen. Yeah, and and he just he just you know, sticks a heart. If if people go and find this, if Wizards fans go and find this, a redditor uh, deleted was the one who went and found it for us. He threw it up on Reddit, and that's got to be a stake to the heart, right? Like if I on the flip yeah. side of it. <laughs> yeah, the again. flip side of it, I actually agree. Uh, from now on, I'm calling him Bagley Beal until he gets traded because this guy's going to be in trade rumors every single season for the next five seasons, just like he's been in trade rumors the past five seasons. He's on the Wizards because they can pay him a lot of money. It's very much Carmelo Anthony in New York at this point. So, you know what? His family is set for life. Mm-hmm. That's true. Way to get that bag. I love. I love. Don't care about winning. I love when he uh, first starts to say what he's going to say about this idea. (laughs) Like, there's no other teams out there that I wanted to go to. Josiah drops a. Oh wow. Oh wow. (laughs) He's like, oh. Oh, you're being honest. (laughs) Interesting. (laughs) This is what we're here for. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. This is the good stuff. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Trey's done his Babe Ruth call with this one. I remember when Beal signed the deal, or we're getting close to him possibly signing. Was he going to? Was he not? You were like, yeah, he's going to sign it. And then he's going to be gone in like less than two years. We'll see if it happens. Yeah, he's. But if I'm betting, I'm with you on that one. So. Yeah, he's played his options. He signed a one plus one right? that Wizards fans were so pumped for. Oh, he signed a two year extension. He signed a one year extension. Then he's getting paid a lot. I don't think the trade rumors have been happening this season. Not though, really. Right? No. It's quieted down because it's just so much. True. So much cash money. Yeah. Uh, but... Also, not easy to trade a guy on a contract like that mm-hmm. to make the to make the money work. Maybe, hey, maybe that'll be Pat Riley's move. Brad. <laughs> Brad. <laughs> hey, Tommy, it's Pat. Uh, uh, Tommy, How's Brad very doing? nice. Very nice. <laughs> I think Tommy, Paul. Nice Tommy, Tommy, point for you on that, Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> think Ted gets on that call? Nah. Leonsis? <laughs> Too owner. much? The owner. He's got to sign off on it. Yeah, he signed, signed on that big deal. He signed off on that media room that they were doing the interview in. A wild, wild one for Brad. Anyway, uh, nominee number two. It's a more simple one. It's a visual one, but I'll explain it to you. Nick Claxton, also known as Nick Claxon of the Brooklyn (laughs) Nets, because they dropped the T from his jersey for a while. How does it happen? Literally, on his jersey as he went out to play, it read C-L-A-X blank space O-N. Aren't these things stitched in? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, question. you would think so. Off. <laughs> they, they did correct it mid-game. Yeah. Somebody figured it out. The equipment Just drew a T in there. Or what? <laughs> <laughs> they have multiple. They have multiples of He's these got a T around here. I, mean, I guess if you're gonna name like Claxton, it's if you're gonna lose one letter, it's sort of a cool letter to lose. Still sort of works. <laughs> he was on that game. If I'm, I don't know if he was. Uh, but. Uh, yeah, I guess worst of the week to who? To the manufacturers of the jerseys? To the staff there with the Nets? I got to go equipment manager. <laughs> okay. But uh, uh, I hope you got a first name ready for that one. <laughs> first name of the equipment manager wow. from the Brooklyn Nets. All no. I see uh, when that picture comes on is clacks on. Yeah. Clacks off. off. 
Or the like Klaxer. or Karate Kid. <laughs> yeah, Klax yeah, on, Klax bad. off. That's not bad. You said yeah. the the T came back later on. It did. Oh, he got a technical in the game. Because <laughs> <laughs> ah, usually yeah, they're we're uh, joking today. We are joking. Shout out to Jeremy and the stream team for uh, assisting with that one. <laughs> assisting. Uh, <laughs> he said, okay. "Give that man a T." Yeah. Nice. Okay, you took it home. <laughs> so usually they're hanging in the guys' lockers pregame, right? The yeah. jerseys are there. Was the T on there? Did Nick Nick probably just missed it that it was not on there? Yeah. Maybe it came off in the wash. I don't know. <laughs> I don't, Who knows? Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Okay, I can't get can't wait to get to the bottom of that. So uh, do you know what? Do you want me to get to the bottom of it? Sure. This is gonna be weird. But I found out last night one of the girls on our basketball team, our YMCA basketball team, she's related. I think she's a cousin of Nick Claxton. <laughs> just found this out. I'm gonna do some. I'm gonna do some investigative reporting into this. I would we lo- got to find out. Yeah. I would love to get an interview. Not with Nick Claxton, not with the equipment manager, but the cousin of Nick Claxton. Okay. I would love okay. to interview the cousin of Nick Claxton. <laughs> well, I learned this last night. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Uh, third of four nominees here. It's another visual one, but I will explain it. The Houston Rockets Twitter account, because in anticipation of James Harden coming back to Houston, they posted this odd <laughs> split screen of James Harden's face and their newish star, Jalen Green's face. So it's just half and half. So it's basically you know, trying to to tell Houston fans, this is the transition from our old star to our new star. <laughs> but number one, it looks weird. Number two, you're putting a lot of pressure on the young guy that you know, you're going to be an MVP one day. Uh, and so I guess they got so much pushback, they deleted it. Oh, no. What? That's the worst thing you can do. <laughs> yeah. It's just a picture. Yeah. yeah. Just... They have very different faces. <laughs> That's what makes it look super weird. Yeah, I mean, Harden, most of his hair on the bottom part of his face. Jalen Gray, most of his hair on the top part <laughs> yeah, of his face. That's right. Like so, the yin and yang. Yeah. So they should have flipped Jalen Green's <laughs> head upside down so his hair goes <laughs> that, into that the beard. Weird of him. Yeah, that would look strange. And but. it looks weird because Jalen Green has two colors of hair. He's got a dye job on his hair, so it looks like... At first, I'd like, whoa, is that James Harden's hair and Jalen Green's hair on the same side? But no, it's just half and half, old halfsies. And the Rockets Twitter account gets the L here because don't delete it. What's the point? What's the point in deleting it? Everybody it's already up there. Yeah, it's I wasn't dumb, hard to dumb find. Photoshop, but everybody loves the movie Face Off. <laughs> Great movie. So true. Right? That's very true, yeah, actually. Yeah, definitely. That's definitely what I was thinking as well. So. I take my face Oh. <laughs> I, I think the story is that was a ad lib line by Nick Cage. Wow. <laughs> like, we got to keep it. <laughs> Bars. Nick Cage, Nick Claxton uh, face off Photoshop. Yeah. Get on yeah, it. Why not? <laughs> why not? Why not? Exactly. Nick Cage. All right. Nominee number four Isaiah Jackson's foot. A Pacers huh. player was flying out to Jordan McLaughlin, just flying out to him, mm-hmm. and he booted him <laughs> right in the grill. Oh. Uh, it's uh, oh. if, if you remember Bruce Bowen, <laughs> he took like this like a champ. I thought though, yeah, like uh, he didn't go down. It was a heel wow. kick. Wow, <laughs> he did not go oh. down. Oh, did not miss a play. Jordan McLaughlin oh. was totally fine. <laughs> just a straight boot to the grill as he flew by. It was a uh, a contest and uh, a foul was called. Yeah. Common foul, no flagrant. Get a yellow card. <laughs> World Cup fever is running rampant oh, around yeah. here, man. That that's great to see, though. That's really like a throwback to Bruce Bowen, Ira Newble. 
Mm-hmm. Just miss the days of guys getting kicked in the face. <laughs> yeah. So it's nice to see every once in a while. But sorry to Jordan McLaughlin. Newble did the one, the classic one to Dunleavy. Yeah, is that that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like the uh, showstopper, uh, Shawn <laughs> yeah, Michaels. Yeah, exactly. uh, <laughs> kick to the yeah. face. That one's amazing. Has it been that long that we've had a kick to the face? There's been no, one. No, there's, been a, probably cu- been, there's some, been a couple. Yeah. But pretty rare. Yeah, very rare. And a <laughs> nice cool, catch. Very cool. Very I nice. also don't remember like a back heel like that. Yeah. That's that's super <laughs> rare. And that guy can get up. Isaiah Jackson can oh, get up. He's got crazy hops. Jordan McLaughlin, a shorter guard. Yeah. And so a perfect combination there for a good heel kick. Yeah. Who, yeah, dealt with it entirely fine. McLaughlin just kept playing. No probs. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so Four the nominees. worst of the week yeah, nominees. Bradley one. Beal for being a little too honest. Bradley, the real Beal Beal. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess the uh, the person in charge of sewing in the Brooklyn Nets locker room. Yeah. Equipment manager. Okay, not as juicy if you say it that <laughs> well, way. Well, I'll just say it. Yeah. Uh, the Houston Rockets Twitter account for a weird Photoshop and then doubling down and taking it down. Deleting the tweet, and we hate that. And then the final one, Isaiah Jackson's foot. Mm-hmm. That's a <laughs> tough call. Man. That's a tough call. <laughs> to me, it's Beal. Yeah. Come on. Mm, Come on, Brad. I sort of love it. Yeah. <laughs> also, I'm getting paid the most I've ever gotten in my life. Why doesn't he say that? Just say it. <laughs> say it. If you want to be real, say it. We, we went in half. He went half yeah. in. He yeah. didn't go all in. He went half in like a Photoshop from the uh, exactly. Houston Rockets. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So that's well, my pick. Let us know in the stream team. Let us know if you're listening later who wins worst of the week. According to you, tweet us in at No Dunks Inc. or uh, let us know here live on YouTube. All right. It's time for the Pickle Report. <laughs> I forgot about the intro. I know. It's <laughs> pretty good. The Pickle Report yes. presented by Next Evo. JD, they loved it so much. <laughs> they they, want they wanted back. me back. <laughs> they had me back. I'm so proud. Guys, Pickle Report. So last week, or last time, we were uh, I did a Pickle Report. I was talking about my Raynaud's Syndrome. <laughs> Or what was the other word for it? Uh, not syndrome. Uh, Phenomenon. Phenomenon. That's it. Uh, and that's where stress and cold will uh, drain the blood from you, constrict the capillaries in your hands, and uh, you know make it very hard to hold a pickleball racket um, or a pickle or a pickle or <laughs> really really anything. Yeah. Um, but it got warm here in Atlanta. Yeah. Really warm. So. I mean, the stress part was still there, but the cold wasn't, so I didn't have the same thing. Also, I was taking my uh, my uh, Next Evo uh, Naturals Stress CBD Complex. But anyways, it was a pretty rough couple of weeks for pickleball because uh, the Y that I usually play at was flooded. Check this out. This is uh, oh, no. the other morning. This I took this in the hallway. Whoa. It's like... Okay. This is just from a this uh, just from rain. Rain, yeah. This is on the bottom level too, so this is coming through. <laughs> oh, that's not good. Oh, wait. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, so pi- so pickleball was canceled. Pickleball was canceled at that Y, but they put us up in the teen center down in East Lake. <laughs> oh, that's right by me. That's where yeah. we have practice. Yeah. I that's, saw the pickleball nets last night. That's where I was playing skeets. <laughs> Amazing. That's where I was playing. And, uh, you know, it was pretty, pretty, it was fun. It was good. I, I played okay. Um, but the big story, the big story with pickleball this week has an NBA tie-in because Rachel, she was playing at the, at the teen center. Yep. 
And uh, she's sitting there on the bench waiting for her time to come in. And this very fit gentleman walks in. And uh, Terrence, who my wife is sitting next to, he's he's uh, he plays with the pickleball with him. This guy is a 6'7 ex-basketball player. Terrence is. A lot, oh. of basket, a lot of basketball guys getting into pickleball because I played with a guy named Derek. He, and he was like, yeah, I play I play basketball, rec league basketball, but I love pickleball. Like he's he had just started. Still just got like the me. competitive juices. Exactly. He's got tall. They got the good reach. Yeah. And you're not getting – Hand-eye coordination. Yep. And you're not getting slapped. Yeah, that's basically what yeah, it's sure, sure. It's like you're less <laughs> slaps. A lot more difficult to injure yourself playing pickleball. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, anyway, this guy, Terrence – Calling, keeps calling this guy Sterling. Oh, Sterling's here. He he comes every once in a while. He lives here in Atlanta. Yeah. And uh, Rachel's like, okay. So Rachel and her partner, Dennis, went up against this Sterling. Turned out to be Jonathan Sterling, NBA ref. Excuse yes. me? Yes. Current NBA ref. Current NBA ref. I'm on the case. Well, I got a picture of him. Let's see him. He's closed. Right here. Look oh yeah, this. this guy. This guy. He lives here in Atlanta. Also, married to another NBA ref, Lauren. Uh, oh, like Holt, Holt, Holt Camp, yeah, something like Holt, that. Holt, yeah, Holt yeah. Camp. Yeah. Uh, they just had a baby, but anyways, they got a baby ref. <laughs> a baby's not a ref refing yet. Oh, um, <laughs> they give it a little whistle. Yet. Comes out. Oh, they had to. Right? Uh, yeah, somebody, that's adorable. Somebody gave them a little a referee yeah. onesie. Oh, come on, it's cute as hell. You have to, right? <laughs> They make the noise of a Fox 40, I'll tell you that. <laughs> Anyways, go on. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Dennis uh, Dennis and Rachel against uh, Jonathan Sterling and somebody else. I can't remember the name. Okay. Anyway. Not uh, an NBA referee. Not a, not a ref. Not a ref. But this guy is fit yeah. as hell, right? And he, Rachel, he, he, pro- he played college basketball. I'm, I, th- I assume I'm sure. so. Um, well, he's a ref. Like, those... The refs have to a run a lot. Anyways, I'm always impressed by just how much physical activity they do. Um, World Cup guys too. But anyways, yep. uh, Rachel. Re- I mean, in my original script, I wrote she and Dennis handed their asses to them. But she was like, "No, no, no! Don't say that! Don't say that! <laughs> just tone it down." I, so I just I, we we <laughs> workshopped it, and I just have Dennis and Rachel prevailed. <laughs> <laughs> Over because, uh, current NBA ref and his partner. Yeah, well, she, played with. she likes uh, she likes Sterling. Uh, she really likes him. She's like, this guy's sexy as hell. <laughs> oh, he's a good guy. Yeah. I mean, uh, check, check out Sterling. I also like that she thought that his name was Sterling. I like that name as a... Yeah. Yeah, his first name. Jonathan Sterling. Sterling. That is a, Sterling. That's a real yeah. official's name, actually. <laughs> But, uh, you know, the, the point is, the point of all this is <laughs> that Rachel is getting very good at pickleball. But I think that she and Dennis prevail because yeah, these guys, <laughs> Next Evo Natural Stress CBD Complex. This stuff can help you de-stress so you can focus on the important tasks at hand, like the dinks. And the slams. Terrence has started calling Rachel the hammer. Oh! <laughs> good like nickname, that. right? Yeah. Very yeah. good nickname. Cool. Also, if you take one of these, you're not going to be distracted by your sexy, sexy opponent. <laughs> like this guy. <laughs> and listen to this. Most CBD oil... 
found in tinctures and gummies and capsules, achieves between 2 and 10% of absor absorption, which means at least 90% of what you think you're getting is actually getting wasted. Wasted? Where Where does it go? <laughs> pee? Uh, I don't know. Out your pee? <laughs> Are you pooing it out? I'm going pee. I'm going <laughs> poo. Yeah. If oh. it's oil. Uh, that's a good point. That's a good point. If it's oil. I mean, I defer to you, Trey, because you're the doctor in the, in the room. <laughs> I'm uh, so glad I got a health to science degree 20 years ago. <laughs> but you're a resident guy. Well, I know the names of muscles. Uh... <laughs> What else do I want to say? <laughs> well, was uh, was Sterling a stickler for the rules, or is that oh, like a, oh, that, leave it at work? Honestly, <laughs> let somebody else make the calls. <laughs> He's cheating left and right. Yeah. He's hitting the net like an animal. <laughs> it's a great question. I should ask yeah. him. Yeah. I forgot. I should have. Yeah. Next He's probably. Report. He was living in that kitchen. <laughs> uh, listen, let's wrap this up for uh, for twenty five percent off. Oh, wait a minute. Did I forget to talk about smart sorption? What is it called? Oh, uh, smart sorb technology. Smart sorb technology. Yeah. Yeah, because you may think uh, CBD oil, it'll just help me focus. But uh, yeah, you gotta go. You, you have to go with this next Evo because it's got. Say it with me. Smart, smart sorb, sorb technology. technology. That's right. Boom. There you go. Okay. You said it. You <laughs> said okay. It. We got that in. I just wanted to say that. Uh, <laughs> It's four. fun to say. It is fun it, to it say. Is. Especially in unison. I mean, four times faster. <laughs> Come on. Uh, for 25% off subscription orders of $40 or more, use promo code PICKLE. It's on the screen right now at nextevo.com. That's next, uh, N-E-X-T-E-V-O dot com. Promo code PICKLE. Promo code PICKLE. People were dropping their pickles in the stream team. Which love we love it. to see. People are saying that was the best pickle report yet. Wow. Yeah. yeah. And I was looking at Jonathan Sterling's uh, NBA referee bio page. Uh -huh. His interests yes. and hobbies include detailing cars, bike riding, golf, water sports, scuba diving, and traveling. Huh. No Not a mention ball. of pickleball. So I wonder when this was written. He might be new to it. Maybe somewhat new. Yeah. I hope he can update this. I hope so. <laughs> All right, Jimmy. Car detailing. I have to def befriend uh, Sterling because my car badly needs a detail. Maybe he, <laughs> if he's interested in doing it. What is, it's kind of like you're talking about washing a car, right? Like, I don't, I, I, that's not how I take detailing cars as a hobby, but. How do you take it? I think he's like into like uh, a, souping he, up cars. Wrench head. Stuff. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was getting into. The I don't think. I mean, that's I a get strange my... hobby, is it? Yeah. Not? Just I'm going to no. clean a car. It's definitely not. I like cleaning cars. It's yeah. <laughs> that's putting... what, that's what I know. Cars, I know. Yeah. But if I go get he's my got car, a clean detail. look to him. He does. You think he, he likes his body? I think he likes tell. vacuums. Is what Some is what his like NBA it. bio Some says. Some people like it. <laughs> no, he, he puts uh, decals on cars. No, no, no. He. You can tell from the other interests. He likes being outside, and that includes. Popping the shirt off and yeah. washing the car. Wow. Detail. Wow. Ask him. This is Just a great debate. You play pickleball with him. Say, hey, I was yeah, reading the bio. Yeah. You should show up to the court with a filthy car. Yes. Just see what he does. Do you, do you want to play some Jonathan Sterling fun fact trivia? Oh, yes. Okay, here we go. Um, favorite musician. Okay, I'm going to give what you a hint. I favorite song is. At the car wash. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
I guess don't overthink it. Super, super popular artists in the hip hop world. We'll just Drake. Keep... There you go, Drake. Okay. The, uh, mo- the country he would most like to visit? Canada. No, but it's part of the Commonwealth. <laughs> Australia. Uh, Australia. There you go. What's his bucket list item? And keep in mind what I told you his hobbies were. One of his hobbies, it's a bucket list item. It's like off of it, right? Scuba, the uh, coral reefs, uh, the no, great coral reefs. No, you're close. Reef. No? You're close. Diving with? Sharks. There you go. Huh. And then. I like this guy. Two more. What's his favorite app on his phone? That's my favorite. Wow. I favorite said this to you guys app. the other day. I don't really? know if you did say this. It's the most, it's one of the most generic apps on your phone. I use it. Alarm. Anytime I'm going Maps. somewhere. Maps. <laughs> Maps. Straight up, straight up <laughs> Apple Maps or well, it doesn't Maps. specify. It doesn't specify if he's an Apple or a Google. Uh, and then final one here or Waze, I guess. Uh, final one, hidden talent, JD. You got to bring this up next time you see him Sterling on the pickleball court. Okay. Uh, what is this? Is this a fit guy? Likes mm-hmm. music? Mm-hmm. Maybe put the two together. Oh, uh, dancing, break dancing. Wow. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. Whoa, hidden talent. Ball. He apparently can break dance. So there you go. Sterling, Jonathan. No other NBA podcast in the world is going to give you a Jonathan Sterling NBA referee breakdown like that. And that is why you come to No Ducks. Get to know the refs. Yeah. I love it. That's right. All right. We got to take one more break. When we come back, pick them results, tweet of the night, and rapid fire. Don't go anywhere. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training just in time for those warm summer days. Pool season's coming soon, so I've been hitting the weights with Peloton and my guy Adrian Williams, trying to get my muscle on in order to expand my cannonball splash radius. Peloton's varying class lengths were designed with your training plan in mind. It's easy to personalize your workout. Whether you'd like to add a 10-minute core session at the end of your strength class or take a 60-minute power zone ride to increase your endurance, Peloton classes are designed to help focus on your needs and goals. There are a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, or marathon training, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve in what you already excel in. And their expert coaches and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. Shout out to Adriana Aditi, Andy and Emma. I love you all so much. Whether you prefer to run outdoors Row or ride at home or strength train at the gym, Peloton has everything you need to get you where you're going. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. If you're as obsessed with basketball as I am, then you know there's no better time of year than the NBA playoffs. Hey guys, this is JJ Redick. Twice a week, I'm cooking up something special for basketball junkies on my podcast, The Old Man and the Three. I bring on guests in all stages of their careers to talk about the league and share stories you won't hear anywhere else, like Devin Booker on why he talks so much trash, or Paulo Bencaro on his shooting workouts with Kevin Durant, Ray Allen's epic free throw competitions with LeBron when they were teammates in Miami. But it's not just about the player interviews. Every Monday, I break down the top three things happening around the NBA without the outlandish takes. Often joined by masterminds of the game like Tim Legler, we dive deep into topics like rookie reports, trade breakdowns, and why is mean mugging now a tech? The Old Man of the Three is the only companion podcast you'll need during the playoffs this year. Be sure to listen to The Old Man and the Three ad-free on Wondery Plus or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Pick'em results from last night. We already said it. That one point did matter when it came to last night's game because Denver won the game, but they were favorites by one and a half points, meaning they had to win by two or more, and they didn't. So Portland actually wins the bet. Trey had it right. You're three and three, TK. In the month of December, Tass falls to four and two. Falls, still a good record. I'm two and four, so I am in last place right now. What's tonight's game? Rudy Gobert's going back to Utah. Oh, yeah. Two and a half point dog, which I'm a little surprised by. The Utah Jazz are favored by two and a half points at home to Minnesota. Trey's got the Jazz to win by three or more. Skeets and I got that two points to play with uh, for the Minnesota Timberwolves. Wow, yeah. Why are you feeling the Jazzies there, Trey? I'm usually the jazz lover on this. Yeah, you're pod. usually the jazz lover, but a home game, the booze will be flowing down. They're a good guess, home team. I guess. Uh, will they boo? I don't know. Will they boo Rudy Gobert? Nah. I don't think so. I, I guess take he, it. he didn't like force his way out nah. or anything. And what is, uh, he hasn't out. really said anything like negatively about True. the jazz or their yeah. fan base. He just came out and said Alright, change my pick. <laughs> <laughs> JK, JK. No, no. Nah, they've got a really good home record. They're nine and four at home. Ooh. And uh, he just recently said, we believe we could have won a championship. I know others didn't believe that. He still still thinks he can. And then he said, there's the other side of it. Like, he still feels something for Utah. Okay. There's the emotional side. So, now they won't boom. He'll have a good game. Trey's got the Jazz winning by three or more points. Tass and I got a few points to play with. And sometimes it matters. Uh, we so got big. Minnesota on the road. Yeah, we got Rudy Gobert back in uh, Salt Lake City. John Wall is going back to D.C. Hmm. And uh, we have our first ABC Saturday night game. Hey. This weekend, uh, which is a really, really good one, right? Warriors Celtics. That's right. So I think it's like eight, eight o'clock, eight thirty, on Saturday night, uh, Eastern time. Okay, let's get to tweet of the night. Mm, tweet of the night. Wow. Twitter. What do you got, TK? Ooh, slow night in the tweet streets. <laughs> to be quite honest with you, you know, only three games. You know, uh, Nuggets Blazers. A great game, uh, but maybe not the biggest marquee matchup mm-hmm. out there. Uh, none of these games were, but luckily, Devin the Lab is still active on Twitter on a slow NBA night, and he's the best thing going on an NBA Twitter right now. So here is your tweet of the night. It just works the best <laughs> tweet-wise. Dev tweets, we're starting a 24-7 snitch hotline. <laughs> if you see someone not playing pure basketball, just mm-hmm. give us a call, and we'll jump on it immediately. Details <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> Uh, these videos are hilarious. Uh, the John Morant one, to me, the most egregious of the carries uh, that Dev has... <laughs> exposed. <laughs> exposed, showcased thus far, but the Lamelo Ball one has the funniest lines. Uh, there's one part where he says, carry on luggage, TSA, like a purse, <laughs> like a newborn. <laughs> there's another part. He's talking about a travel, right foot, left foot, right foot. Left foot. It's electric. <laughs> I lost it. These are good. And man, it's just so fun to say the sport of basketball is cooked. <laughs> he says it every video, and I laugh every single time. Uh, so yeah, uh, a hearty recommendation to follow, to check out these videos. But here's the good thing. Second part of Tweet of the Night is a poll from Bo Estes, who says, do you want the NBA to call moving screens travels and carrying to the letter of the law you want jonathan sterling blowing his whistle every time out there the vote percentages i saw today 55 percent say no okay wow. wow let the boys walk <laughs> <laughs> and that's the way it should be 
because John Morant, yeah, he's carrying the ball basically every single time down the court, and he's also putting up an awesome highlight every <laughs> single time down the court. So I'm fine with it. But apparently Dev isn't, because they only call it on Jordan Poole. So yeah. that's why he's doing this whole I, thing. I was going to say, that's how this started, funny. right? Because yep. Poole was getting called for all those a travels. Yep. And then, yeah, yep. then this started like, hey, if we're calling it on Poole, why aren't we calling it on every Got to show everybody. Yep. Yeah. yeah. And now it's spiraled yep. out of control, and it's pretty fun to follow on Twitter. Yeah, he's showing the Luca ones. Yep. Yeah. They're egregious. <laughs> yeah, that's yes. what he does. That's for sure. But I'm surprised it's only 55% that people are are in that camp I thought it would be like 90% let the boys walk let the boys carry it's that's kind of low don't you think yeah I, yeah I just want a consistent just give me a consistency that's all I want yeah <laughs> I the truth is too when you slow all of these plays down totally. all of them they start to all look like travels yes. by letter of the law. It, you see it real time. It's different. You know, I'm not trying to stick up for the Sterlings and the Laurens out there and the officials, but, you know, it's not easy. I've said it a million times before. If you get on the referee's case, go call a game yourself, okay? Like any sort of high school game or even lower level. It's I don't know why anyone does it. It's the worst <laughs> job in the world. But you start to at least feel for them a little bit. Kind of like, God, this is difficult. It feels like you can call everything if you want. Yeah. And you got to pick or choose. Tra- Traveling is the worst. Why would anyone do it? I think it's kind of like us. Couldn't do it athletically. Do the next best thing. People like being around the sport. Yeah, it's the best seat in the game, isn't it? <laughs> my, my... Rush to get the sit. Uh, yes. uh, one my... in each corner. <laughs> no, no, you know, there are people wired to be a referee, though. Totally, yeah. totally. Some people. Absolutely. Oh, they love they it. like sticklers. You me. can't, don't play a board game with them. <laughs> Hate it. They love calling rules. My friend, you guys know him. Yeah. My homie Mike Nomi. Oh, yeah. Uh, he loved playing hockey, became an NBA referee. He's a stickler for the rules. He just loves it. He just loves it. He Do you lo- remember? He loves uh, being on the ice. Do you remember uh, our buddy uh, Dub's friend, Tony? Oh, yeah. He. He loved it too. Basketball referee. Just loved being a basketball ref. He's a stickler. Jog. And he did, you know, he did it at like at somewhat <laughs> high levels at some point there. At least like competitive rec league leagues and stuff like that. But ugh, not for me. Maybe no some, They just like to be fit as well. Yeah, good that's way to get up forced and down the floor. fitness. Yeah. Yeah. Forced fitness. <laughs> forced fitness. Uh-huh. That's, that's fitness my, my MO. <laughs> uh, anyway, very funny tweet there. Uh, so go check that out if you have no idea what we're talking about right now. The snitches are out, calling everything on Twitter. Okay, let's wrap this up with some rapid-fire fun. JD, you got the questions this week. What do you got? Yeah, after Trey Young had a disagreement the morning of a game with his head coach, Nate McMillan, the hot star decided not to attend the arena. When didn't you show up for work? Skeets. <sighs> there was once when I worked at a car factory, and I worked the graveyard shift. So you would go into work on Sunday night. That sucks, right? I mean, that's just the worst. And I'm like uh, 19, 20 years old here. And so one day, one weekend, got away from me. A little too much Sunday fun day. So I had no choice. I mean, I can't go into this car factory off my tits, you know, like putting together, putting together like cars. I mean, Jesus, I'm not a gearhead, but even I got my limits, you know. So I had to just like just not go in. I thought I was gonna lose my job because they don't like that, you know, showing not showing up for, yeah, uh, for yeah, a particular yeah. shift. But then they're also so de- desperate for people. They're like, all right, just come back the next time. 
So that is the time I didn't show up. What was your uh, night. your factory job? What were you? Well, wheelman? No, in in this factory, during the graveyard shift, I was basically part of like the cleaning unit. Sure. Like go around. Like there was like there's only like 10 people in this giant ass automobile car factory. Uh, so it was weird. It was a weird job. But then I eventually got a normal like gig, I guess, and was like on the line building cars. But you like all you do is like tack weld. It's sort of fun, <laughs> honestly, for a little bit. After a week, you're like, okay, I'm tired of this. But yeah, you, you, you <laughs> Dude, put the thing in. Good. Welding's good. You gotta do cool. the whole like doo, clamp. If you've been watching Andor right now oh, and you're yeah. like far in, it's it's that. That's what you did in a car factory. At least this one I was in. You'll know what I'm talking about if you watch Andor like later on. But yeah. uh, so yep. team of guys. Team of guys. That's what we did. Exact in- same thing. It would come down. It was automated, right? And then yeah. you grab your two parts. Everybody put their two parts in. Then we all have to swipe. It all clamps down the machine because now we're good to go. Nobody's going to like lose an arm or something. And then we just tack weld. All you're doing is putting that part in place. Mm-hmm. And then it goes up and then goes over to the robots to do the real weld. Wow. Yeah. So you're on a line. But, you know, someone screws up down the line. Like hmm. Brody, I've told this story before. He tack welded the part to the machine. Not to the car. Ooh. <laughs> and so then it couldn't, like, unclamp it. Wow. Shut down for hours. Damn, good job. Brody did it a second time. <laughs> he did it later that day. <laughs> so did they shock him twice? <laughs> and or joke. Tassie. Uh, that's good. Didn't he also uh, blow a fuse twice? With yeah, the, the potato. Yeah. Brody was He's a back-to-back right? jack. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> kind of good. Uh, yeah. uh, well... I do say uh, that it's a dumb rule or, or a dumb saying in basketball that the best ability is availability. Hate it. But I will say in the podcasting world, the best ability is availability. Just <laughs> yeah, show up. Yeah. Just show up. That's what we did for years. But we're not going to show up in April, I guess. We talked about putting together the uh, top 10 regular season games. <laughs> yeah. We need some time off to do that. As you said, Trey, we need a gap between just like just like the old bubble season. So when am I not showing up for work? It's going to be April. Mm. We're going to take a few days off, I think. I'm, I'm, I'm just <laughs> You're I'm just calling guessing. it now. Wow. Yeah. Like, it. Yeah. like all of us? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> it's just news to him. TBD. TBD. But, oh, uh, TBD. Oh, on, oh, it's changing already. <laughs> already. You might be here. He well, won't. That's why I we won't. got... Well, I don't know. The reason why we got here is because our best ability is availability. It's that's not true. Yeah, so uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Trey. <laughs> Uh, I missed work on October 17th, 2014. What happened? Baby time? Yeah, baby time. Baby time. Uh, went in for an ultrasound. They said, we got to get this baby in. So I said, guys, I'm not coming in. Unfortunately, I missed season preview part six uh. <laughs> of the season. You want to answer the questions? Sure. What's one 2013-14 playoff team that'll end up in the lottery? What's your favorite under-the-radar move of the NBA offseason? Who will win most improved player of the year? <laughs> oh, geez, geez. What's your favorite new uniform? Who's your social media MVP? Who's the best front court in the league? Who will lead the league in scoring? True or false? Trey named his newborn Joachim Noah. <laughs> Real question. Wow. Wow. False. Uh, <laughs> was this an hour show? Is this a, lo- a television been. show? It must have been, right? Well, uh, those last five were hot seat questions. So oh, oh rapid right. fire, rapid yeah. fire, yeah, yeah. Just like yeah. this. That, was, that would have been Just like half. this. What? No, it was half hour. That was a half hour? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Second season. Oh, okay. Right, right, right. Uh, wow. Oh, are we actually answering the questions? No. You want to do a whole nother preview <laughs> podcast for the 2014-15 yeah, right NBA season? The 14-15 NBA season. JD, what do you got next? Next question. 
Steph Curry's fake video of him bombing 90 foot shots made the rounds this week. Have you ever faked anything to look cool, Skeets? Absolutely. Very similar to Curry here, though we didn't have the technology of the deep fakes that they have here in 2022. <laughs> when we were 14, yeah, 13, 14 years old, my buddy Grish, your buddy Grish, our buddy Grish, uh, we would shoot ourselves shooting the basketball on the giant camcorder, shoot it, get the guy shooting it from 50 feet down the street, stop. And then go up to the net and then have the ball just very gently go through the mesh. Stop, cut back to the guy down the street. Ah, go crazy. We did this. We did this all summer long once. And we got so advanced with it, we were then filming like those NBA Jam VHS tapes where it'd be like jam and stuff like that. We would like film that graphic off the TV, <laughs> splice it in to our clips where we're jamming on a seven foot high net. Oh yeah. But, spoiler, it was all fake. It was all fake? <laughs> yeah, man. Oh, man, yeah, I was man. watching that mixtape and yeah. I thought you were making those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, it was tough to do on those old crappy camcorders because it like, they lagged all the time. Oh yeah, oh yeah. So you had to like get down, and it was a science to figure out like the actual timing of like, okay, you're on, but you couldn't say you're on and shoot it, you yeah. know, it's all head nods and stuff. Yeah, live oh. editing, it's tough. Yeah, we I'm have these tapes, these tapes apparently exist. Oh, you should. So I should get them, them on YouTube. throw them up on YouTube, yeah. But, Tessie. Um, faked anything to look cool. I don't have any cool magic tricks, but I'm trying. I'm trying to develop a few. You know, sitting around the dinner table with little little ones, they got to be impressed mm. by something. Uh, the best one I have, I took it from my father-in-law's. I fill up a cup with a liquid, mm -hmm. and I can do an, an old 360, so the liquid doesn't drop. Okay. Uh, that's that's all I got. Yeah, that's good. Kids, kids aren't really buying it quite yet. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's that's what I do. They're they're amazed liquids in the cup. They're like, no way, there's anything in there. Yeah, they yeah. don't they don't know. <laughs> but it's pretty easy once you get the hang of it. You just do it. Wait, do you have anything in your cup now? Yeah, there is. Yeah, so just a little juice. Just a little juice. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> physics. Physics. <laughs> cool. Kids uh, love physics. <laughs> Trey, have you ever faked anything to look cool? Yeah. Uh, this is a sixth or seventh grade beepers. Mm. We're all the rage, you know. <laughs> Mark wow. ja Johnson had a really cool Motorola see-through blue one. I didn't have a beeper. You know, my mom wasn't going to give me a beeper. She got me a fake beeper, though. Like a playtime beeper. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, set it off in class multiple times, Brody style. Teacher took it. Oh. Mark Johnson got to keep his beeper. <laughs> it beeper. actually worked. <laughs> <laughs> Beepers. A weird face. Just Hilarious. walking around with that on your hip? Just, yeah, wow. Like, just like, check out my cool beeper. It doesn't work, but it always goes off. <laughs> I'm always getting paged at school. People gotta get in touch with me. So what would you do when it went up? You just like... Oh, sorry, sorry. I got it. Sorry. I gotta go uh, I got another call from 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. Uh, gotta go make a call real quick. Damn, boobless. Uh, uh, <laughs> boobless again. Shell oil. What? Oh. <laughs> that's so funny I missed the beeper era but yeah uh, so did I, I you're, you're in touch but not enough you're in touch when you're ready to be in bring touch bring them back Just bring, bring back beepers back. Yeah. <laughs> don't mind it <laughs> I love it okay last one Nike announced this week that Kyrie Irving is no longer a Nike athlete in response Kyrie uh, played Wednesday with quote I am free written on his shoes among other things 
Have you ever written something on shoes or another article of clothing, Skeets? Yeah, I was reminded of a Halloween. I want to say like 0304, um, up in Toronto. And we actually called it Spite Halloween. I don't know if you were there, Tass, but it was at Ken's house when he lived on Bathurst. And Spite Halloween was don't show up in a costume, <laughs> just show up in a white t-shirt, and I'm going to have markers, Yeah. and we're going to go to town. And that's all we did. <laughs> and a lot of crazy things were written on people, and that's what it was. That was the party. That was the Spite Halloween party. So. What was written on your shirt? Here? Oh, I mean, millions of things. Oh. Like, yeah, yeah, everybody, like... You know what? It's sort of like a dumb yearbook. Right. Mm. You know when you ever look back? Like, we had to do those things where we, like, did all these short-form jokes so we could put in a million lines into our yearbook, and then I read it now, and I'm like, huh? what the hell does any of this mean? Yeah. Uh, it's sort of like that, JD. Gotcha. And there were probably things that would get people canceled and stuff like this at yeah. this point, so... Uh, okay. Don't yeah, repeat Spite Halloween. Well, I can't even remember them. I don't even know. <laughs> I had the shirt for a little bit, but I eventually threw it out. Mm. <laughs> I ain't wearing this. Yeah. <laughs> it was a cheap white shirt. I don't need it. Uh, Tassie. Sorry, JD. Same answer. You were there. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah there. I couldn't remember. Yeah, yeah. okay. Wow. And I, I, I was thinking about faking it, writing an entirely fake answer here, but... <laughs> Uh, on your shirt. Uh, on my shirt. No. Turn around. Imagine you turned around. JD, my answer is this. <laughs> oh. Kind of Should have coordinated that. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, Tank tank Wembanyama. That, that would have been good. <laughs> I got nothing you else. Tank? There's Tank. <laughs> That's brother. That's Tank, right? Or is that Dozer? That's Tank. That's Tank. That's Tank because the older guy was uh, oh, Dozer. Oh, that's Dozer's brother. Dozer's brother. Uh, yeah. Right. Dozer. Uh, you got Dozer. I keep saying Dozer. Oh. PJ. Yeah, that's what I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Dozer. Uh, <laughs> always fell asleep. Yeah, always sleepy. <laughs> uh, Trey, have you ever written something on shoes or another article of clothing? Yeah, I've written on shoes. That's true. Uh, I had a pair. I had a pair of orange dunks in high school. Orange and white, so a lot of uh, white space on them. I drew all over them. You know, like designs, wrote my name, circles with like a hundred circles around it, stars with a hundred circles around it, <laughs> maybe like an arc with a, bunch with of a whole bunch of arcs around it. Oh. I only wore them for one game in high school, and we got smoked! <laughs> I lost by 20! But, but, I packed a guy's shot off the glass. Whoa! He said to me, scoreboard, I said, you didn't do it. <laughs> You didn't have anything to do with that. <laughs> Matt Schoolfield, that guy was a chump. Hope he's not listening. Kirby's <laughs> <laughs> calling out everybody. Else. <laughs> Mark Johnson. Oh man. Trey, what'd you say? What did you say? Matt Schoolfield. Matt Schoolfield. Come on, Schoolfield. Wow. You gotta get into my body if you want to score, buddy. <laughs> it ain't that easy. <laughs> Put him on my shoes after the game. Oh man. R.I.P. Schoolfield. Well, she pulled out the yearbook and showed his face and pointed to Schoolfield. <laughs> That's rapid fire. <laughs> Never quite so rapid, is it? But that is another Drop Pat podcast. Hopefully another classic. You tell us if you're a listener. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Leave your boys a five-star rating and review wherever you download the No Dunks podcast. Thanks, everybody, joining us here on the stream team. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit that like button. We will be back on Monday with NBA Weekend winners and losers. And I will remind you, if you're a Survivor fan, go check out yesterday's podcast on No Buffs. And coming later today, Is This Good? With J.D. Matteo and special guest... Comedian Joe Mandy. 
talking about a few topics and debating whether or not they're good. I'm looking forward to that. That will be a, a little weekend podcast for myself. A little treat, treat yourself. Just a little treat for skis. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's yeah, right. That's going to be a good one. Joe Mandy, I think, will... I can't imagine a lot of things are going to be good on this episode. You don't think so? That's what I'm saying. No. Huh. No. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. Joe okay. Mandy is the guy who, like, when you play crops... There's a like a don't come line, right? And that's where you're betting that they're not going to keep going on. It's like the haters bet. And he's like, I love this bet. This is how I play from now on. Mm. <laughs> Did you say crops? Yeah, he said <laughs> crops crop so weird. <laughs> crops? <laughs> Honestly, I was thinking of crappies, the fish. <laughs> Crops. <laughs> crops. <laughs> and then, and then you said crops don't come night. Is that is that what it's called? What? Who? Is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah, I guess. But the crops really threw me off. <laughs> the crops. Alright. I'll see you at the crop table. Uh, I hope you enjoyed this drop podcast. The drop? Uh, yeah, I guess it's more like that. Okay, Clipper Bros. You heard it here first. Have a great time. Turn up. Love you guys. Awesome. Thanks for joining us, and remember, the best podcasting ability is availability. We'll see you Monday. Embrace the weekend, people. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager.